The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It's now time for the David Forst Show here on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. How's your stomach feeling, David? Because I got to tell you, mine has just been in knots for a, a, well over a week now. Yeah, I, I would imagine mine feels pretty much like most of the people who, who watch your, or listen to your show because I feel like I've had as much control as they have over the last three days. I, I mean, it, it's it's so crazy. Like when we reference something from like, like even just the A's being back at Dodger Stadium against the Dodgers, all of that seems so long ago because we've had such intense games. And I know when you're watching this, I mean, isn't it crazy? These games are so intense that you don't even notice there's not even fans there. Uh, no, you don't. I mean, yeah, it's there's so much going on on the field, and uh, there's so it's so intense. Um, yeah, just God, I can imagine what it would be like to have to have had fans over the last three days. It's really a shame, but. Uh, no, it's been it's been intense. Yeah, the, the White Sox series seems like it was a month ago. Also, you know, you've mentioned it. Ball goes far, team goes far. Teams are nineteen and one now when they out homer the opposition. And I just think, like every single time, you get the feeling whether it's the Astros or the A's, every single time the ball goes in the air, it's going out of the ballpark. It feels that way. Yeah, I mean, trust me, being in the ballpark. Um, anytime the ball goes up in the air, you're, you're just, you're holding your breath because you think it might just carry out. And, and luckily yesterday it did for us more than for them. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's the, the hot air or we, we ran into a batch of 2019 baseballs or what, but yeah, it's been crazy. I almost want to take him out to the golf course for God's sakes. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, when your back is against the wall, We've seen in the history of baseball where certain guys, you don't know if they're the leader or not, but they just, they, 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 they take that role. And Ramon Laureano did that for your club yesterday, where it's basically, I don't want to go home. We're better than this. We're going to win this game. We're going to keep battling. What does it mean when a guy, you know, leaders are made, uh, they're not made, they're born. Uh, just talk about how Ramon Laureano stepped up yesterday for your club. Pretty, it's pretty great to hear, and and I heard about it the same way you and and fans did. I heard Chad's uh, interview on on MLB Network talking about Ramon firing the guys up. I mean, it's this is you know not, not to again make this about me, but it's been really weird to not have access to the clubhouse and the the, the guys and the manager. Like I, I'm out there watching like everybody else, and and it got me fired up to hear that Ramon did that uh, in the seventh inning. So just take us through like your communication. So are you having to do like, I don't know if you guys use ring central or zoom or whatever. So when you talk to Bob Melvin, you're normally in his office. You can't be in his office. You got to do it through a computer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's been that way most of the year, to be honest. I mean, there are only a couple times where I went in the clubhouse at home. So yeah, any communication we've had since, you know, basically in the last two weeks, has been via text or phone. Uh, we had one. We had one Zoom call, I think, before the White Sox series. But yeah, it's it's all electronic at this point. 
Is it easier taking on someone like the Astros and from just a standpoint of, of preparation than like the White Sox? Because you didn't see the White Sox, but you know all about the Astros. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, and we thought there was a good chance we were going to play the Astros in the first round. So we had had most of the advance work done. You know, never mind the fact we saw them 10 times during the season, but we had most of the advance work done. So that, that made for a lot easier communication. Um, and we, there, are, uh, there are a few baseball operations employees who are part of the bubble and are on the inside and able to meet with, uh, with Emo and, and Darren Bush and go over stuff. But, um, but, you know, in talking to Bob before this series, you know, we basically said, hey, we know these guys pretty well. So Frankie Montas, his last start of the season looked good. He came in relief. I just his rhythm looks better. He's working faster. He, he works. Uh, he looks more comfortable out on the mound. What have you been seeing with Frankie? I've seen exactly that. Like you said, his start against the Mariners on the last day of the season was outstanding. Uh, Thirteen punchouts, I think he had, and then. You know, he came in out of the bullpen against the Sox, which is something he hasn't done in a while. Looked very comfortable through strikes. You know, gave up gave up a run on basically what was a, a well placed ground ball by Bizarro, but otherwise, uh, he looks he looks really comfortable, and I think everybody feels really good about sending him out there today. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy in these two series. There's just been ground balls that have beaten the shift. That if you played it straight up, they would have been probably easy out. You know, when you view the shift versus play straight up, just how tough is that when you see some of those ground balls? It's just like it can kind of be frustrating. It, it can be in the moment, but I, you know, we take a long view, and I think our I think our guys have done a great job this year uh, with the defensive positioning. And you know, you at this point, you you take for granted when a lefty hits the ground ball in the short right field and it's an out. Uh, you take those things for granted. You don't remember those as much as you know, as now you do when a ball goes through a, a spot where you expect someone to be. So, um, yeah, it, it can be frustrating. I think our pitchers have done a great job of understanding what the alignments are. And, um, you know, more times more times than not, we're, we're getting it right. So we've talked to you about Liam Hendricks and just what he's been doing this postseason. Uh, I know how high you are on him. He's a special guy, so much on the field as much off the field. But just, I mean, what you're seeing with Liam Hendricks, how do you put it into words? It's hard. It's hard to. I mean, you know, um, you know, there wasn't an opportunity for him in the first two games. So you knew you knew all Bob wanted to do was get to a spot yesterday where he could have Liam impact the game. And it came in the seventh. He kept us in it. And then as soon as we went ahead, you knew there was no way Liam was coming out of that game. So it's, it's a, a real luxury for a club to have a guy like that who um, – you know, who's not your traditional one-inning closer, who has started, who's done other things, who's pitched multiple innings, uh, and a guy with as much passion and is, and who cares as much as Liam. It's been it's been an incredible thing for this team to have. I don't know who the first pitching coach was who uh, discovered how long cost will help you with your strength and your durability, but the fact that Liam does that every single day, I know people will call my show, Dave, and they'll be like, He's not going to be able to go tomorrow. I go, yeah, he can. He take the ball. Every <laughs> yeah, he 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 will. I mean, let's let's hope uh, let's hope we don't need him today and tomorrow. But if we do, uh, he's ready to go. So that, yeah, like you said, the long toss program is great, and just you know, a guy who keeps himself in great shape and, and cares a lot about his craft. 
you know, one thing that a lot of people don't talk about, but you're doing all this with rookie catchers. I don't know how many times that's ever really happened in Major League Baseball where you're going through a playoff run and, and the guy that's so important behind the dish is going to be a rookie. Yeah, well, again, I mean, you, you talk about things that feel like they were decades ago. I and mean, back in spring training 1.0, there was a lot of talk about whether we could go into the season with these rookie catchers and how it was going to affect us. And we, you know, we said back in February that uh, we had a lot of confidence, particularly in Murph, but also in Heim and Allen. And um, and they've, they've showed up all season long. I mean, Jonah's done a great job back there. I think yesterday um, – it was the first or two days ago it was the first time he hadn't caught Manaya in a while, but he did a great job with Sean all year. And, um, you know, for Bob, who, you know, a catcher himself, who, who put so much time into that position, for him to have the confidence he does in Murph really says a lot. How much of these other games are you watching? Uh, I've seen a pretty fair amount. Uh, yeah, I mean, other – other than kind of the end, end of the Braves-Marlins the last two days when our game was starting, I, I've seen just about everything. I mean, we just had Buster Olney on, and he was talking about a report where supposedly in the bubble, Mike Fires ran into a couple Astros players. I guess there might have been word. And just the whole thing about everybody playing in division, and we, we know that in all four series, none of these teams like each other. I, I, I think it's been fascinating how you've seen it. Yeah, it's, it's certainly familiarity breeds contempt in a lot of these cases. And I, I, I don't know anything about that buyers thing. Again, I'm, I'm not on the inside right now. So uh, if Buster says it, usually there's something to it. But, yeah, I mean, you see it in the Padres-Dodgers series. These guys don't like each other. And, uh, I mean, Acuna has been hit more times than remote, it feels like, just by the Marlins. So, um yeah, it's, it's made for great theater, and I, and I don't think they knew they were going to end up with all these divisional rivals in the division series, but it certainly has made for good television. I know you're not going to tell us, but you can maybe give us a hint. When today, if it was me, I'm, I'm throwing Chris Bassett out there to see how much he can give me. Would you, would, <laughs> potential. Is it potential if there is a game five, Chris Bassett could be taking the mound to lead off? I think it's fair to say if there's a game five that everybody is a candidate. Um, we'll see how many pitches Frankie throws today, and maybe he's the one guy you rule out. Um, but, yeah, if there's a game five, there's no doubt it's going to be all hands on deck. So um, my, my saying Chris Bassett would be an option is not going to be news because everybody everybody's going to be an option. Um, so, we'll look, hopefully we're lucky enough to get there, and we'll see how it plays out. David, uh, it, it's been fascinating. It's been fascinating entertainment. It's been it's been a, it's been an absolute roller coaster ride. But I know Ace fans, we love we've loved every minute of it. Good luck today. Hopefully, Game Five, and then uh, we'll talk next week and uh, down at Petco Park. All right, sounds good, Chris. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.